This special Answers for Elders podcast honoring military veterans is sponsored by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is C-A-R-E-A-G-E dot com. This is Chuck Olmstead with Answers for Elders, and I'm here at Patriots Landing in DuPont, Washington. And our guest today on Answers for Elders Veterans Interviews is Bert Bender. He was a sergeant, uh, first sergeant in U.S. Army when he retired. And uh, Bert, welcome to Answers for Elders. Thank you. Yeah, well, we like to hear the stories of our veterans and uh, want to hear your story. We were talking before... Uh, we started recording that um, you you were uh, in Milwaukee. What was life like in Milwaukee in the late 30s, early 40s? It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about it was wonderful? Uh, well, I, I really enjoyed high, high school. And uh, I was deeply engrossed in sports. And uh, it was just... Just wonderful. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So, so what sports did you play in high school? I played uh, football. I was a swimmer. I played uh, volleyball. And I played softball and track. I was busy from when school started until it ended. Yeah, yeah. So during those days, so you were born in 33. 33. So you were... Eight years old when World War II started. So you, I'm sure you remember. Oh, I do. Yes. When that happened, tell me about your experience when you found out we were going to war. Well, I was just a little kid. It didn't really mean anything. My my uncle was a was a local air raid warden, and I can still see him with his. He had a little rucksack or a little bag, and then he wore the World War One helmet. <laughs> and, and he had uh, we we would have uh, drills, blackout drills, and uh, Uncle Bert had to make sure that everybody had their lights out. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think a lot of people who didn't go through that war, uh, you know, don't realize that there were actual blackout r- drills. Oh, yeah. There was concern about both from Germany and from Japan that there would be air raids yeah. and uh, sudden attacks. And that there literally were blackout uh, drills that took place, weren't there? I, I remember buying uh, uh, war stamps, and I remember the advertising, some of the advertising they had anyway. In, in our town, uh, I lived in the town of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. which is now known as the city of Glendale. But uh, we had a, a disciplinary bar- barracks there. I think that's what they call it, and that's what they, we had prisoners there. Interesting. Yeah. Now, were those those were prisoners of war? Of so they were foreign. That they, they, so a lot of Germans. Interesting. Of course, Milwaukee is all German. Uh huh. And they used them to uh, for for farming. They worked on farms and things. Because uh, I, when I started, when I was little, I used to bunch radishes and weed, uh, weed onions and things like that. And I can remember one or two of those guys that did the he- heavy work. But they'd come and work on the little truck farms in the daytime, and then they went back to their the barracks at nighttime. You know, that's something that I guess I never realized, that there, there were prisoner of war... 
prisoners of war that were stateside. I guess I never really put that together that they that that happened. I remember my dad saying that after the war was over, a lot of them stayed there mm-hmm. because they wanted to. Sure, sure. Well, Ger- I, I don't recall any seeing any. <clears throat> yeah. Of well, Germany was was a mess at that time oh, yes. after the war, so I'm sure they didn't want to go back if they didn't have family there. Yeah. But uh, so. Uh, so after the war, uh, you would have graduated in high school then... 52. In 1952, so right at the beginning of Korean War. Well, yeah, I was eligible for the... the I was old, old enough, I should say, but I was still in school, uh-huh. so I, I was de- deferred. So you were in college at the time? No, I, or- I went to the University of Wisconsin. I was there on a scholarship uh-huh. in... Uh, Sports scholarship? Were you? Yeah, I, I well, they they gave me a choice. They said, "Do you want to be play football or do you want to swim?" And I really didn't know. I thought maybe football would would because I had a great time in football in high school. I was probably the biggest guy in the conference. And uh, but when I got to to Madison. And I saw all them big Iowa farm boys, and oh, I thought, no, I think I'll swim. <laughs> and uh, I did. I swam for them. So, what was your what? What did you? Uh, I I was a freestyler. Uh huh. And uh, what was your distance? Well, if in high school, I was a sprinter. Were you? Yeah, I did the fifty and the hundred uh, freestyle. Yeah. So you were fast. You were pretty fast. Uh, I. I managed to be the state champion from four four years. Interesting. And, what was uh, your best time on the hundred? Uh, Do you remember? In the hundred, I don't. But in the fifty, it was twenty four two. I remember that. Wow. Now I couldn't even make the girls' team with that time. <laughs> no, no. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing to see, some, and especially some of these Olympic distance swimmers. Some of the I don't know how some they of them are physically just, do that. Yeah. It's, Wow. Yeah. I mean, when you see um, uh, Phelps, um, you he's, know. He's not a youngster anymore. No, no. Because I remember that if, when you hit you know, 21, 22 years old, you were done. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> now they're swimming into their, their mid-30s, you know, yeah. and still being, you yeah. know, world-class swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's you different swam- training now and everything. Oh, yeah. You know, we didn't have a any... We just lived at home, ate at home. We didn't have any special diets or anything. And I remember my coach telling me, don't lift any weights. Don't do that because that'll tighten your muscles up. And Well, that's the first thing they do now. Exactly. So, yeah. anyway. Uh, the, the training, the equipment, the, 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 the food, everything is yeah, designed for, for yeah. maximum performance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you did you swim all four years then at uh, at UW at uh, University no, of I, Wisconsin? I only went for for one one year. Interesting. And then I was drafted. And then uh, after I was drafted, I just stayed in the army. Interesting. I saw my calling. <laughs> <laughs> they saw your calling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been fifty three, fifty four, nineteen fifty. 52 and 53 I was at in, oh. in uh, at Wisconsin. Right. 
And then after, I, I went in the Army in, uh, in the last part of December of 53. And so Korean War was just wrapping up at that time. Yep. Yeah. So so what happened? Uh, where did you go for your uh, basic? And My basic training was at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, which is an engineering uh, advanced uh, training was taken for, for engineers was there at, at Fort Leonard Wood. And uh, after we were all through and they started, all the guys I went through training with, they all went to Korea. I went, my orders read Trieste, Italy. Oh, my. Well, I'd been in the National Guard before that. Uh-huh. And I had a little bit of experience, very little experience, in the intelligence part of the Army. So they were going to send me to uh, Trieste, Italy. That's not well, a bad assignment. Well, I, I got on the boat, and when we were going across, I got orders that, that they were going to close Trieste. <laughs> and I was going to be reassigned to Berlin, Germany. Uh huh. Which is probably the best thing that ever happened. Really? Why? Yeah. Oh, it was a choice assignment. Um, it, it, well, I don't, I can't. We, all we did, we, we just shined things and uh, had parades and we we looked good it was all eyewash interesting yeah i was i was there the whole time i i uh i was discharged in february well i any in uh, in uh, Ber- berlin i got married and we ha- had a child and uh then i came back in march or February, I don't, I don't remember, and I was discharged, and my wife was still in Germany, and the baby. Uh-huh. And uh, because the baby was too young to, to travel. I see. And then it was about six weeks later, maybe, that uh, that she and, and, and the baby came, came to Milwaukee. Yeah. And I was out until uh, November, Things were tough in 1957, and uh, I, my dad ha- had a, a scrapyard, Bender Iron and Metal, <laughs> and we hauled scrap and uh, metals and things, and, and uh, my dad, of course, was the boss, and I got laid off. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- you couldn't sell anything. Interesting. Yeah, so I went and uh, I went and did a little roofing, which was the hardest work I've ever done. And we had some problems there, and I threw his shovel in the in the Milwaukee River. And I said, "I'm going back in the army," and that's what I did. So they they decided that you could come back. The Army said okay. Yeah. Well, I was in the National Guard at the time. I see. And uh, all I had had to do, they, I, I, was, I was an E-6 at that time, but I couldn't go in the Army as, as an E-6. It's a, kind of a long story, but uh, I, I had, the, the National Guard was full, so I had to go into the reserve. Well, the, the reserve was full, too. Well, my old high school's fa- a girlfriend's father 
uh, happened to know the commanding general at the uh, of, of the the reserve unit there, and I couldn't do any. I couldn't see anybody. They wouldn't, you know. They said, You're wasting our time. But one day, uh, Orville called me up and said, "Go on down here and see General M. Barry." So I did. I went down and seen him, and he said, "Yeah, we can get you in." <laughs> so I went back in as a sergeant, E five. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I uh, went right to Fort Carson. And then I brought my wife there and everything. We had a nice, uh, we lived in a, in a house off, bo- off base. And uh, there I met a sergeant that was in my unit in Berlin. Uh-huh. He was a boxer, an ex-boxer. I said, uh, you got any work around there? Maybe you can... He said, yeah, I'll get you a job. So he got me a job as a sergeant in charge of the swimming pool. (laughs) Now, is this a dream or what? But uh, a coincidence, one of my lifeguards was Forrest Gregg, who was a Green Green Bay Bay Packer. Packer. Yeah. And uh, it was nice to know him and. Anyway, I didn't last there very long. I went. I went to Korea. They shipped me out to Korea. So Interesting. The, the thing about it, they they I was moving on base into brand new quarters. So they we were packing when I got the orders. Well, they just kept on packing. She went <laughs> back to Milwaukee, and I went to Korea. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So did you? Uh... Of course, I'm I'm trying to do the math in my in my mind. So Vietnam was happening close to that time, right? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. There was only uh, uh, advisors there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to to uh, I I I was here at Fort. I spent uh, three and a half years in Germany. <clears throat> then I came back, came back to Fort Lewis. Fort Lewis. Mm-hmm. And I was here about a year and a half, and I was on orders for for Vietnam. And I got I got there in uh, I I think it was around Christmas time of '65, so I was there the whole '66. And the war was gearing up pretty fast at that time. Oh yeah, I and mean a lot. I, of, a lot I of was them. I was assigned to the first infantry division, uh-huh. and they were fully involved. Yeah, we uh, it was busy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after I, I I left Vietnam, I had volunteered for Germany. So I went from Vietnam straight to here, picked up the family, and went to Germany. I'm sure your wife was pretty happy about that. Oh, yeah, that. she's German. Right. I married her in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, we, we were there until '69, uh, I think. Yeah, when I went back to Vietnam. So you did how many tours? Two, in, two, two tours tour. in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. I was an infantryman for 20 years. Interesting. So I got all the choice assignments. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was an infantryman, and I was good at it. Were you? Oh yes. Yeah. Except when I when I got out of the army, uh, getting a job was 
Impossible. If you think there is an age discrimination out there, I got news for you. Interesting. But uh, what year? What year was that when you left uh, the service? Then seventy four. Seventy four. August of seventy four. Interesting. And <clears throat> the military by then, because of Vietnam and and Nick, Richard Nixon and the culture that was going on. People didn't look too kindly on the, cul uh, the cultures. Yeah, that uh, was totally different, wasn't it? In seventy yeah, four, even in the the army, it, it was different. Mm -hmm. It, uh, my, uh, I, I was, I was, uh, I had my twenty in, and I, I was going to stay forever, I guess. And then they said, "Okay, we're going to send you back to Germany." which would have been fine, but I had just bought a house and I had four kids in high school. So I said, no, I'm not going to pull everybody out. And do I said, I'll retire. Hmm. So I retired. So, af after, so after the Army, what happens next for you vocationally? You, you look for a job. <laughs> <laughs> there, there wasn't any swimming pool management jobs No, around. not a bit, yeah. But I, uh, I, I drove a Fort Lewis taxi, and I, I had to get out of that. I told him, I said, I want to quit while I'm still an honest man. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I did work in the Tide Flats for, I don't know, maybe three, four months, something like that. I worked in a place that fabricated, uh, put together desks and cabinets and you know they're made out of that pressed wood stuff and you cut it and then you then it, then they everybody got laid off so what am i gonna do so i, I think you know uh mr north mm -hmm. bill was uh he was he had some trucks and he said would you like to learn to drive a truck i said i need a job and I'd been around uh, big vehicles since I was a little kid. Even my dad's scrapyard, he had a couple big trucks. And, and uh, anyway, uh, Bill taught me to drive in the parking lot of Shaney Stadium. <laughs> Never got out, out of low gear. Just went in the low ranges. Yeah. And uh, he... he Put me on w w with another guy, and we made a few trips. And, and then he said, "You ready to go by yourself?" <laughs> I did it for twenty-six years. Wow! Yeah, mostly regional stuff, local, or did you go About eleven Western states? Mm -hmm. We we hauled a lot of produce back, mm -hmm. and then uh, later on, we uh, we hauled a lot of Nally stuff. And uh, I must have liked it, otherwise I wouldn't have stayed yeah. there that 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 long. But uh, yeah, then he, I told him, I said, Bill, I'm going to be 65 in a couple of months. I want I'm going to quit. So I said, okay. I made my last run. I came back, and then I drove the truck down to the for sale lot. <laughs> <laughs> it retired too, huh? It did. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. So long, how long have you been out here at uh, Patriots Landing? Oh, I've only been here since about June. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You like it? Oh, yes. Really, yeah, it's nice. Why? Well, I, well, look. 
<laughs> it's uh, everything looks nice and the, the people are nice. Got a great mess hall. Uh-huh. And uh, no, I, I like I, I was down to uh, uh, Point Defiance Village for about two and a half years. Uh-huh. And then I left there to come to come here. Yeah. Well, this is nice. Yeah, well, we've met, uh, I've been coming here for over a year now and met a lot of great people, hear a lot of great stories and wonderful stories like yours, uh, Bert. Well, we have time. (laughs) Sure we do. (laughs) After uh, after I I retired uh, and had trouble with jobs and everything, well, I I did the trucking thing, and then I said, I'm going to retire now. And I had a, uh, I, I got a pickup in the, in the fifth wheel trailer. Fifth wheel trailer was easy for me. I've been dragging one for 26 years. So I started, I became what you call a work camper. And I went from all over the United States. I've, I've been, I've worked, uh, I was a carny in Iowa. I worked a winter in Death Valley. Uh, I I've been to Florida. I went. I was down to Florida for about twelve winters and a couple of summers. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you prefer the winters, as yeah, opposed to the summers. But I had I had a great job there. That just I I, I drove a, 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 char, a charter bus. Or a, a tourist bus, or, uh-huh. a, or a shuttle bus, or right. whatever they needed, and it was a great, great job. Oh, I had so much fun! I did that for twelve years. After, after you retired? Yeah, yeah. I went there in uh, my brother and I. We were he he lives in L.A. and uh, I was down there visiting him, and we were it was. Before Christmas, I don't know how much before, but we uh, we were just sitting there one night and probably drank a little more beer than we should have. And uh, I was telling him how nice the New Year's Eve is at Key West. And he and he said, "Well, let's go." <laughs> so we we spent Christmas at a truck stop. Uh-huh. And we made it to Key West for uh, for New Year's Eve in 1999. Oh wow! That's when the big turnover. Yeah, right, Y two K. Yeah, the mm-hmm. world was going to come to an end. Right. So if it's going to come to an end, let it be here. <laughs> I mean, this is a nice place. And uh, so he he was called back on emergency about January second or third, something like that. So he flew back, and I said, well. I'm not going to leave. I just got here. And it didn't take me very long or maybe a week or less to figure out that if you don't have a job, you're going to starve to death. (laughs) So I looked around for a job, and I got a job. And I don't know if anybody's ever been to Key West, but right down there at Mallory Square is a little little shack called the the juice bar and i worked there the rest of the winter what a time i had it was just wonderful 
So I said, well, well I'm Bert, I have a feeling that wherever you are, the time is wonderful. I get that feeling <laughs> that you enjoy well, you life. you got to make it as good as you can. Yeah, you know, well, but. I have a feeling you make it better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the next year, I, uh, I, went, I came back. She said, the, the boss said, yeah, come on back. You work again because it's seasonal there. Right. And I went back, and all the people I had worked with were gone. And I... All the other people who were working there did not speak my language. So I, I thought, I can't work here. It ain't going to be any fun. So uh, I got a job. If you ever heard of the conk train, which is a little train thing that goes around, gives you a tour around the island. Anyway, I worked for them driving a bus, and that was the best job I ever had in my life interesting well look, i'm look sure you forward to going to work yeah well you didn't even want time off interesting yeah <laughs> well nice. i'm sure you met a lot of very interesting people oh boy <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well so then you decided that after a while that you needed to officially retire well, I was having trouble with my knees. It was getting hard for me to climb in and out of that bus. Uh-huh. So I said, well, I'll go back and uh, have my knee taken care of. And they said, well, come on back. I worked until I was 80 years old. That's, the, that's when I left there. Interesting. Yeah. And I'd go back to work tomorrow if I could. Uh-huh. If anybody would hire me. <laughs> Well, I think you'd make it a, a good experience if you did, Bert. So, well, thank you for telling your story. I appreciate it. Uh, we've been talking to uh, Bert Bender, uh, retired first sergeant, U.S. Army, and a lot of other things throughout your career and your life. And I want to thank you for joining me today on Answers for Elders. Pleasure was all mine. This has been a special Honoring Veterans presentation of Answers for Elders, brought to you by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is C-A-R-E-A-G-E dot com. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.